Welcome back to the Debate Without Debate podcast and to another interview. Today, we have two guests, another two-guester, um, and we're really excited for this conversation because it is with our good friends, Shlok and Mark, who are from the New Voice Media Group. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, as we do with everyone, we just want to get a little bit of background into who you are. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Why don't, why don't we start with Shlok? Sure. Thank you. Yeah, so um, I guess that's the first part. Uh, that's my name. Sorry, I'm, I'm Shlok, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a senior going to uh, Wesleyan. I'm, I'm going to be a college freshman soon. I'm working on the new voice as COO, and I guess that's my background, really. I help with the operations, and I sort of ideate and come up with different ideas as well. Awesome. Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, hi, I'm Mark. I'm a graduating senior, or I guess I already graduated. Um, I'm going to The Ohio State University, class of 2023. Um, I live in Kentucky, and I am the CEO and editor-in-chief of The New Voice. Awesome. Dope. Now that we got that all the way, we are going to jump into a bit of the story. Yeah, so um, can, can you guys just tell us what sparked the idea for the New Voice Media and kind of like the Genesis story? Sure. So um, before the site launched, I was working on a political campaign back in August. Um, it was still my senior year. And I had a really good time with that experience, but then I also realized like how important young voices were. And part of that compelled me with this idea. And so from then I told a few people asking them like whether or not they thought it was a good idea. And some people told me yes, some people weren't really unsure. And so with that, I was like, you know, why not start something like a site for young people to write articles about issues that were important for them. And so I was putting together a team during August and December before we launched. And then from then we launched the site in January. And so it really came around the fact that I was realizing how important young voices were during my experience on a political campaign. Yeah, awesome. And Shlok, how did you get involved in the process? You, you mentioned a little uh, when we were off the podcast that you two don't actually live anywhere near each other. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how y'all met and how you all got involved in the process? Totally, totally. It's a it's a story that could only work really like right now, you know, but I think so the way this had started was that Mark had already started the new voice, I think about like five or six months before I even got in contact with him. But I was on Reddit browsing like this college forum called applying to college. And <laughs> I was just sort of looking at it. And I think I saw a post by him or maybe I had made a post. And like he had uh, contacted me through the platform and said like, Hey, I have this, uh, this startup. Would you want to sort of help out? And I was like, Oh yeah, totally. Cause I'm, I'm super into startups. Um, it's sort of like, it's a very fun thing for me to just read about. So it was very cool, um, with the potential opportunity of being part of one. So I emailed him and then one email turned into like nine emails of just like ideas that I had and ideas that he had. And then he asked me to join on, and I mean, that was really it. So yeah, I, I think it was like, I think it's been like about a month or so, or two months maybe, since we've met, but I've never really met him face to face, and like, it's working pretty fine, I think. Yeah. Dope. So you say that you've been interested in startups for a while. Have you had any um, previous experiences with startups besides the New Voice Media Group? Um, I've had like... Yeah, so like I guess last year I'd started a a little website for um, car negotiating, like finding people to negotiate cars for you. But that kind of thing sort of like petered out as like senior year started because of just like the busyness of it. But I'm trying to get back into like things with it. You know, there's so much time during the summer, right? So still doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I totally feel that. Um having i guess the three of us sorry joey minus you i wish <laughs> yeah. you were coming with us um uh because we graduated there's a, i i totally agree with that that there's a ton of time right, yeah 
Um, the hardest thing I think for me right now is just figuring out how to fill that time, like what to do. Cause I don't, I don't really think there's pressure, you know, like there's a bit of pressure when you're trying to get into school to do X or Y thing. But now it's like, you know, you could just do whatever the hell you want to. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Cause I feel like for every summer, almost, it always felt like, oh, this year you're going to be like a sophomore. You have to like get ready for this. But I really don't care almost about like readiness for like being a college freshman. I'm just sort of like looking to spend this time as much as I can, like doing fun stuff. It's amazing, honestly. It's like it's crazy for you. No, I love that. That's that's a great yeah, approach. <laughs> um, I'm I'm super curious um, on the business end of this media group. Um, this is something that's been fascinating me a lot more lately. I never thought I'd be interested in business, but I'm, I'm fascinated with the idea of building a team. So I'm really curious, Mark, I guess since, since you started the project, how did you go about building a team? Cause obviously this can't be a one man band. Yeah. Uh, good question. So, um, when I was thinking of the idea, I also had to think of like, who's going to write for the site? Because like you said, it can't be a one man team. Like I can only write so many articles in a certain amount of time. Right. So I attended this summer program up in New Haven last year during the summer of 2018, or I guess it was during 2018. So it was summer 2018. And, um, I kind of reached out to some of my friends at the program that were from all around the world asked them like, hey, I have this really cool idea for a site, would you want to write for it? And um, most of them said yes, there were some no's, but then from the yeses, there were still a limited amount of people. So from there, I contacted some of my coworkers from the political campaign and asked them, hey, do you want to write for it? And then I got some yeses as well. And then I also asked some close friends. And so from there, that's how the team started out when we launched, and then now um, we use social media promotion on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and then also even Reddit to gain more writers and editors. Love that. That's very smart. And it's very 21st century. Because yeah. um, I guess everything that you're doing right now is all on the internet, right? You don't print anything, none mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, it's all online. Okay. And, and why, I guess my question would be why, why focus on having um, a platform like you do, why have an internet website where people could come on as opposed to, I don't know, doing something... Like a traditional media platform yeah. or like um, a newspaper? Yeah. Um, I mean, the print industry is in an area where it's dying. I mean, we're still... Like, there are still yeah, newspapers. I mean, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there are still newspapers. Like, the New York Times and Washington Post will still print newspapers because there's that small amount of, like, people or that small audience who still like the physical newspaper. I kind of like that, too. But I think as a whole, especially for young people, um, most people get their news online, like on social media platforms or just even organically typing it in. So for me to print the stories, like, sometimes we'd also be behind because newspapers... Um, like aren't digital, you can always be posting on a website, but you have to then reprint or print a new newspaper with new stories. And it also costs a lot of money as well. For sure. When it comes to, to building your, your team, um, especially when it comes to like the, the higher, I guess, people on the ladder, and especially I'm, I'm really interested in, in your story meeting each other. How... How did you, I guess, since, since Mark, this is your project, um, at least at the start, yeah. and now other people have joined on, how did you, coming into this conversation with Shlok, how were you like, you know, I need him on the top ranks. He's one of those guys that I find really valuable. How, did you, how were you able to, to get that message having never really seen each other? Yeah. Um, so I had another co-founder at the time. And so there were still some things that both of us lacked. And so I was kind of looking for someone who could, who had the strength that we did not. So like Shulk said, I was on Reddit and I think he made a post about like potentially taking a gap year. And I was like, ooh, like I wonder like <laughs> what his stats were, like why he'd do this. And so I clicked on his Reddit profile. I was looking through his history and then I saw one that was like, oh, he's really interested in startups. And then he did have a background with another startup. And I was like, I think this is someone who I could really have on my team because he has that background knowledge, but he also can fill in 
um, the weaknesses that I have with his strengths. And he also did have experience with working on his school newspaper. So I was like, oh, that's already a plus. So it was really like analyzing my mm. own weaknesses and seeing the strengths that Shlok had that I did not. Major props for you for, sure. for doing that. I think it's probably the one, one of the hardest things for people to do is to embrace their own weaknesses and, and kind of be humble enough to realize that you, you can't do everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, to, and, and the process of trusting other people, especially when, I guess it's like, this is like your brainchild. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I give you huge props for that. That's, that's an awesome story. And I love how 21st century it is. Um, and that you two haven't met each other before. That's just, that's, that's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm also really curious about what your growth strategy is like. Like um, one year down the road, five years down the road, where do you, where do you see yourself? Yeah. Um, all right. So for us, I guess one year down the road, we're really trying to think about like, at least on my end, like how I'm going to be doing this while balancing college because college is a whole new experience. And then it's also going to be a bit harder than high school. And so, um, in terms of growth and trying to balance that out, um, we're really focused on trying to create good content and engaging with our readers and visitors through social media while also not forcing growth in that sense. And so we've been working with our social media directors, uh, Kamal and Maria, thinking about and talking about different strategies that other social media companies or other companies use on social media while also um, trying not to force growth but be natural with it. Absolutely. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Shlok, from your end, what, what's your what's your goal for, for like a year, five years, anything like that? So, I mean, Mark and I have been talking a lot about the future of what the new voice can be. And we have a lot of uh, grand ideas, but really what we want to do is just, as you said, continue creating really good and engaging content. And with social media, hopefully using that as like an avenue to, to attract users and to and to show that we can produce like short form and long form content that's interesting and engaging and i think even with podcasts we we just released um our first episode and hopefully we can consistently create like interesting episodes that are that are like nice to listen to and i think we can sort of branch off into other avenues as well but like that seems like a little down the road but one year i think i just kind of want to hope that we keep doing the same things and like expanding as we grow our user base absolutely that's great um you you've both mentioned i guess that the central aspect of of this group is to make your content engaging Mm -hmm. and this is something that joey and i think a lot about as well um, as we kind of also try to branch out into writing and video production all that stuff so i'm I'm wondering what in your both of your minds makes content in general engaging. Um, and then I guess also the, the other question I would ask is what in particular do you think is making your content engaging at least from the start? So that's a really good question. And before um, Mark jumps in, because he obviously is like more in charge of the content than I am. But I also want to say that like one thing that I think are niches besides just making our content engaging is like, making our content um, more fact-oriented and more objective than, like, other news platforms that are out there. It's, like, a big conversation we have about, like, how do we define our niche? Because we're sort of, like, we're, we're an engaging Gen Z-focused platform, but I think it's also important for us to be, like, um, be there, be what, like, news should be, almost, without having to be, like, sensational or any of the bad kind of adjectives that you sort of associate with like the news industry. It's a real thing that we want to like keep on making sure that our content is engaging and also fact oriented and also like objective and truthful, you know, but that's just what I want to like point out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so aside from the niche aspect, um, so we've always been open to trying out new things because we're still new. We've been around for five months. And so with that, we're realizing like different strategies that we can do. And so one of the new things that we started doing on our Instagram page is doing polls. Um, And so we'll do polls on different social issues, trying to get um, 
engagement around like where people stand on certain issues, whether it's abortion, climate change, legalization of marijuana, uh, LGBTQ plus issues, things like that. We really want to engage with people who are our age or our intended um, target group who read the site and try to get their perspective uh, from things. But then outside of that, we've also started trying new things in terms of like content that we write on the site. Um, one thing that we just posted um, like a week ago was over the democratic debates. It was like the second democratic debate that we covered. And two of our writers had, it was like a conversation format where they were going back and forth discussing things that happened in the debate, things that they didn't like, things that they did like, and then rating the candidates. And so we're really about um, trying to get new forms of different content that we can implement and seeing how that relates with different people, you know? Absolutely, yeah. See, I'm just curious as to how you incentivize the writers because I know that you have a bunch of writers on your team. Like we have a friend who's on your team and uh, it's just pretty crazy to see that there's people out of their own uh, will just, just writing for you guys. How how do you incentivize them? Um, so unfortunately at the moment we can't pay them because we don't make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah, at yeah. some point we'd like to pay them um, if we start making revenue from this. But I think what we've really tried to do is um, instill the mission of the project that we have for people, or uh, we instill it for people and what the project can be in the bigger picture. And so while some people, um, you know, might want some monetary gain from them, they uh, gain from this, they also can recognize that um, what this means for them, but also what it means for everyone else and just really uniting people around that mission of providing objective facts focused content for youth, but then also being able to have an outlet for you to express yourself or bring to light issues that you feel like mainstream media is not bringing uh, into light enough. Absolutely. Um, and, and I love that mission. Um, it's, it seems a little bit similar, at least tangentially, uh, to what we're trying to do. It's, I think Joey and I would both agree that we found news to be a, a toxic place for yeah. information. I feel like and one of the main reasons why it just doesn't work out is because there's a monetary yeah. incentive. Yeah. So for you guys, I'm just, I think that it's even more appealing to me as a Gen Zer that you have no monetary ends to um, the media group. Or at least right now. I, yeah. Well, I mean, that brings up an interesting yeah. point. What's the strategy when, I mean, you've said eventually you'd like to be able to, to not only pay uh, your writers, but also make some sort of revenue. How will you balance the corporate side that can definitely emerge out of like news media with also staying true to your mission of being fact-based really and objective. Well, I think, yeah. 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 Um, We've gone back and forth about this quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a very interesting point between, I mean, the worst, like the examples of like news media being financially motivated can really result in like a lot of distortion of like some potentially good content. I mean, like, we don't really want to be in that position at all doing like uh, uh, specifically sponsored things. Like we never want to write like, you know, McDonald's advertising or anything that would not go with our sort of mission at all. But we have been thinking about mm -hmm. like monetizing our position as like an online platform. Like if we ever get big enough to the point that we can, then we have some ideas of like, you know, what we can do as, uh, as a brand instead of just advertising like um, other companies on it. But we do, we do run ads. And I think Mark can speak to a little about like, you know, how we use like WordPress's platform. But besides that, we have, you know, ways that we could help out small businesses with like our sort of expertise as like an online brand, which is something we'd want to do separate from the news platform, but also like using our uh, position as like a benefit to other companies. That's an idea that we have right now, but yeah. Sure. Um, Mark, how does the advertising work on, on your page? So we set up, we have, we use this um, plugin called Jetpack, which um, is like a multi-feature plugin through WordPress that allows you to see your analytics um, traffic. They have some security set up and then you can also do this um, advertisement program where on certain parts of the site, like you can set up where you want the ads to be displayed. So if you go to the homepage, you'll see an ad um, at the very top, the banner ad, and then you'll see ads um, at the bottom of the homepage as well. 
And then we sometimes we'll do ads within post and you can also see it on the sidebar. And so just places where um, we think that ads should be, but then also where they're not too distracting. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really important. I, I literally despise when I'm on a website. <laughs> or even on YouTube and they're like, step oh number God. three, YouTube buy this yeah, product. Like like <laughs> and double ads. It's like insane. I yeah. consider not using it. Yeah, for real. I can't though, but yeah. <laughs> I find this, so I, I find this part to be probably the hardest um, when it comes to, especially Joey and I, like we, we've been having a similar conversation yeah, to and you guys. And <clears throat> I've been talking to a lot of other people who are more integrated into the podcasting world and they're like monetize, yeah. monetize, monetize. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. bad to make money off of this sort of, sort of thing. But in my eyes, although it's not bad to make money, of course, I think that it perverts our intentions of our podcast and what we're intending to bring to the world so i don't know i think eventually we'll start we'll start mine but it's it's really about finding a balance i think most of life is hard to find a balance but in this especially when money can be very corrupting for the soul um and it can just like joey said pervert our incentives and for a long time joey and i talked about um, like, when do we want to start monetizing our yeah. content? Um, and basically what we came down to is we don't want to start doing... Well, it, it actually came from... So there's a, another podcast called The Tim Ferriss Show. Yeah, I don't know if you all have heard of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling you would. <laughs> um, and so he was basically saying on his podcast that you should not start monetizing your podcast until you have 100,000 downloads for every single episode. And that was kind of like a big shock to at least my system because I was like, why would you do that? Like you have a platform there, you can make some money. Um, But basically his argument was like, once you start advertising, you potentially lose some of the people who would listen in who are only looking to get the content itself. Like, even on his show, I find it incredibly annoying that I have to skip through 10 minutes of ads that are all placed in the beginning to only get to the episode, which is like 15, 20 minutes into the episode. That's like an hour, an hour and a half. And so I kind of understand that. But even in his case, like, I don't like his model because I find it still very annoying. And I don't know if he'll be able to grow his platform as much as maybe if he weren't to do something like that. Which is where yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I have you have y'all heard of Patreon yeah. before? Okay, so I'm curious on both of your thoughts about it. But before before we get your thoughts, um, we Joey and I have also talked about Patreon. Patreon's kind of um, think of it like if anyone doesn't know it, like a subscription service to some of the content that people like podcasters, YouTubers, whoever's making content. We'll put an their, alternative means to make money instead of ads, yeah. basically by paying directly to the content creator. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious from both of you, w- would you be interested in a model, maybe something like that? I know Washington Post uh, basically pay, makes you pay yeah. at least now after having like three articles read. Uh, what are your thoughts on a model like that? Yeah, we've been thinking about that too. And going off of what Marcus said about like it being a public utility and a public service, we never want to... Um, we never want to have a paywall for the website because we feel like it would definitely interfere with what uh, we'd want to do. So we never want to have we never want to have to have people pay any sort of amount to access our website. Hopefully, we can go with the free information era that we're in right now. Um, but we are thinking of like creative ways to to monetize our position, but. It, it's true. We need like a larger user base. And what you were saying about what Tim Ferriss had said, it is a little shocking. And like, it's a little uncomfortable too, because it does mean waiting a little longer or hoping that we can grow to that position. But I think what's happening is that like before when there were newspapers that you had to physically buy, the revenue model was really easy. You know, it was really just, I'm going to buy a newspaper and that's completely it. And it was harder. I mean, I guess people could steal newspapers but it was, it was really harder to access that information for free right given that you started this project so recently um and mark you've talked a little bit about the inspiration for the idea 
Are there any other platforms that you looked to to be like, this is a model that we want to follow? This, I don't know, it could be something like Vox Media, where they have stuff on a bunch of different platforms. Maybe it's something like the New York Times. Um, what what type of news media that you see that already exists do you look up to in some respect? Um, that's a good question because I'm caught up like kind of in this mix of where I want to see the site as because I like Vox a lot. I think Vox uh, is a very good source of news because I'm really into their explanatory journalism. Um, but I think it's kind of a mix of being like Vox, but then also a mix of the New York Times a bit. Sure, sure. That definitely makes sense. Um, I'm wondering, this is kind of like a side question. I don't know if you have um, any aspirations for for something like this. Would you want, similar to Vox, to hop into YouTube's animations, stuff like that? Um, Maybe not animation, but like YouTube videos. I think like we've bounced off the idea with each other, but... No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I'm also wondering um, for for both of you, since you're you're also going to college, we're all going to be freshmen. <laughs> um, what are you hoping to study at college, and how does that? What's what's the game plan when it comes to a little bit of balancing? Given that, I mean, we're we're all walking, and this is something I've thought about a lot as well. We're all walking into a new environment. We have no idea what's going to happen. What well, first, what do you want to study? And then second, how, how are you going to balance? <laughs> All right. Um, I'm studying public policy analysis. Um, I'm thinking about getting a, doing a minor, but I'm not sure in what yet. Um, but as far as the balancing aspect, uh, I've kind of thought about it because in high school, I didn't really go out that much because I was really focused on my studies. But then now that I'm about to go into college, I'm thinking like I don't want to carry that same mindset. But I also realize that I really do need to balance and I can't be like going out on the same day that I know I have a text a test the next day and so um, I've just been looking over my schedule for semester one and just thinking about like times when I can study and times when I also can go out so I mean it's going to be a bit hard yeah and I'll be uh, I'll be studying it's it's up in the air right now but hopefully I'll narrow it down to something but I, I I'm thinking of studying computer science and economics at Wesleyan, and I think, um, yeah, like, I haven't really thought about the balance yet. I've heard Wesleyan's pretty, like, lenient course load-wise and everything, and I hope that's true, Um, but, yeah, I'll be studying those, and I'll take the stuff that I'm learning, especially with economics with regards to, like, conversation we had about business models and finding revenue, because that's going to be an interesting challenge, but... I'll take that and hopefully target that into like helping the new boys as well. Sure thing, absolutely. Um, so you, Shlok, you mentioned before that y'all just hopped into the podcasting game. So welcome um, from one podcaster to another. Um, I'm wondering why why podcasts? Why did you why did you want to take the business into that area? That's a really good question. Yeah. So a lot of our analysis has been. Um, Obviously, all of our analysis before had been through articles, and they were very good articles. And so I, w- I wasn't even doing this as like a way to um, engage with that sort of group, because what we're doing on the website, I think, is absolutely what we need to be doing. And it's it's amazing, honestly. Like the content that the writers create is really great. But what I wanted to sort of do is um, at least create content that can be shared through social media and can engage with like our audience in a different way. And I think podcasts are, are an especially great way to do that. Right. There's like, uh, to me, podcasts are like an almost perfect medium because there's very minimal involvement. Like you just press play and then you're sort of there in that world for a little bit. And it allowed us like a lot of, a lot of flexibility in terms of content. And Mark and I have been talking about doing like really short form kind of small like political takes that we hadn't really seen like five minute, 10 minute takes that I could sort of like go into Ableton pretty quickly, record that and then just be done. And so that's that's kind of what we're hoping to do with that 
really specifically engage with our audience in a different way. Nah, absolutely. I love that. And I and I also really like that it's pretty short. Yeah, yeah. Um like I think the first one was something like seven and a half minutes. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um it's it's definitely yeah. different. Like we so we we have a series on our channel where we do kind of like essay type form um content where it's supposed to be something like that. Um, Joey and I have talked a lot about the fact that like he, he's very oh, adamant yeah. about reducing the amount of time for our content. As, <laughs> as, uh, as our podcasting journey has evolved, we've noticed that our content has gotten a lot longer. So <clears throat> initially we, we tried to aim for like 30 minutes yeah. and now we're, we're averaging somewhere around like 50 and 60 minutes, <laughs> which I don't know who's oh, listening wow. in for 60 minutes straight, but props to you for doing that and giving us that much attention. Um, but yeah, we're just trying to cut down our content size cause it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's a lot to handle. Well, and, and I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I love, hearing the entirety of a conversation uh, to me that's what i think is the most beautiful yeah. about podcasting like you like even in this conversation you see the whole thing develop as opposed to just a snippet where i think when it comes to like writing articles or when it comes to creating um like video content you're very manicured with what it looks like um and it'll take hours maybe days maybe weeks to create just that one five-minute thing where you won't really see the behind the scenes of everything. Whereas like with this, like our connection cut off and people will be able to see that and they'll know that we're fallible and no, that, we'll edit it. <laughs> and that we're, we're able to, you know, make mistakes and still have a nice conversation. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys but I, know, what's yeah, up? Sorry. Oh, no, 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 keep going. No, sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, with regards to the length thing, I think both you and Joey are, are kind of right in like this conversation about the difference in length. Um, do you guys know about, like, do you guys listen to the uh, the Joe Rogan experience? That podcast? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I like it a lot. So I think with that podcast, um, there was a guy that came on, Andrew Schultz, and both he and Rogan, both he and, I'm not his friend, both, <laughs> both he and Joe Rogan were having uh, a very interesting conversation about like, the length and how that kind of content was appealing to audiences. And like with this time right now, people like you, you know, you guys can have this like disagreement and create content that's like five minutes and create content that's like an hour or two hours long. And people can listen to both and like choose. I think Joe Rogan sort of does that too, right? He has like this hour long podcast, but then he also slices it up into like these five minute, 10 minute moments that like, are not manicured or not specifically edited, but are more condensed. And I think it's a very interesting kind of time to do both of those things. But yeah. yeah, I mean, we're, we're literally trying to jump in and follow his same exact model. Mm -hmm. We've started recording the visual side to do basically just that. We want, we want to have both ends of it because we realize a lot of the people that we speak to, if they do listen to this, there will be... There's two, I mean, I guess it's just because people are all different. There's two ends of the spectrum. There's the people who have super short attention spans, mm -hmm. which I think is a product of social media having instant gratification. Um, yeah. And on top of that, there's the other end of the spectrum that they're like, make it as long as possible. I want to hear everything. Don't stop it. So it's, it's kind of hard to cater <laughs> to both groups. Totally, totally, yeah. And I think honestly, yeah. the the reason behind the small five minute, ten minute kind of things, it was not okay. I don't want to say like pandering to that sort of idea, but it's just my theory on that. Like little takes would be very interesting. to sort of like you were saying, like articles, like articles are kind of like the short form version of like what you guys are doing, right? This like long form, hour long, thirty minute analysis, and. I was trying to create something that's similar to the article idea where you sort of listen in for like eight minutes, experience whatever I'm saying. Hope, I, I, hopefully it's not misinformed, but sort of just listen to that and then like go back to your day. But there's, I think there's room for both. But like yeah. this, this is a very interesting kind of conversation. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you all Mark, did you have anything the, to say? Um. Yeah, like, have you all listened to the startup podcast by Gimlet Media? 
No, I have not. Yeah, Mark is recently no. me It's on really good, but it's like 30 minutes long. Yeah. Sure. It's like yeah. 30 minutes long for an episode. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think there's, I think that's probably the most interesting part of, of podcasting of, of anything, just to, to figure out what can do the conversation or the, the point of conversation justice. And it's very hard. Like, if you can do it in 30 seconds, if you can condense an article to, like, a paragraph and it gets your point across, like, go for it. Yeah, Absolutely. But I, I guess it's just a balance between how much breadth or depth you want. Because I think it's pretty hard to yeah. get a ton of depth in just, like, a paragraph. Totally. Um, yeah. I guess the, the last thing that we would want to ask y'all, and if you have any questions for us after, after we ask this, by all means, go ahead, um, is... For those people out there that are interested in, in similar things that both of you are, in, are interested in starting their own platform, are interested in creating a team of people to work around an idea, what would your main tip be to them? What's your main message? Um, that's a good question because someone else approached me about that. And I think like out of all of the advice that I gave them, I'd say the biggest would be just to actually do it. Because I think a lot of people are kind of like wantapreneurs or like want to be entrepreneurs. And so they have a lot of ideas and ideas are great. <laughs> I heard it from Reddit, but, um, I like that term. but a lot of people have yeah. ideas for businesses or certain projects, but then they don't implement them. And I think for me and Shlok, like we didn't want to be those people. Like I had this idea in August, and I was like, okay, well, I'm actually going to do it. And I think that was part of the best satisfaction that I had with the project was actually implementing it and executing it and then seeing how well it has done so far. Um, so I'd say if you have an idea for a project and you want to build up a team and you want to do something like this that's so impactful, I'd say just actually do it. Like, don't just sit there and talk about it or talk to people about it. Just put it into motion and execute it. Love it. That's Love really the message. Point. Shlok, what about you? Yeah, I think that's, I'm just adding on to that. Like, that's, that's an amazing point because, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is getting like creaky, but like that kind of thing where a lot of people will have these ideas that, and I see this all the time and I'm guilty of doing this too, where I'll have an idea and then I'll just spend so much time critiquing and thinking about that idea without really, you know, working on it or putting it out there. I think part of it is frankly like laziness, but really if if you can get around that and if you can get through that and just sort of put your idea out there, I can guarantee it's not going to be perfect at the beginning. Like I, there's no way anyone has an idea and they put it out there and it's just done. Like, I think that's the thing that's like sold to us, but a lot of good things end up after a lot of iterations, you know, like after you get through like the first, second, third version of something, and then eventually you realize like what you want to do. Startups call it pivoting, but really it's just like failing at something and then redoing it. And like that kind of thing is not really fun to think about, but it's necessary to like create anything worthwhile, you know? So I think just knowing that like it's going to be a tough road and then not, not even that tough, but like it's going to be a road filled with just having to redo things and then being okay with that is completely fine. Like I know Mark and I go back and yeah. forth a ton and we argue a ton about like what we think is the right way to like take the site and like it's it's sort of it's just a process you know so yeah absolutely um go ahead yeah um i'd also say like to add on to that don't psych yourself out because i think not everyone's going to understand what you're doing and not everyone's going to like it but there is going to be a group of people who do believe in the project and that's okay if not everyone likes it, not everyone understands what you're doing. But as long as you have, like, you believe in your idea and you also have some people who believe in it, then you should still put that forth because there's always going to be people who doubt you. But, you know, as <laughs> Lady Gaga said in, what was that movie? Sha a Star is Born. What, what was a Star is Born? Yeah, yeah. yeah she said, what, there's like, there could be 100 people in a room and 99 <laughs> don't believe in you and you just have one. <laughs> yeah. The thing that she like, said, you just like have that one person, times. like, just yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first for the podcast, quoting Lady Gaga. I love it. And I love the message. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly yeah. true. Um, failure is a consistent theme on all of our conversations. 
when we have people like the two of you who are super ambitious want to do something in this world um before i guess i guess the the tip question wasn't the last question because now i have another um is there any way that you'd be able to tell us a little bit about a failure that either maybe both of you have experienced with this project or individually that you think has made yourself stronger um, maybe in coming into this? That's a good question. If it's, um, so I talked about like a car negotiating startup that I had, I had sort of worked on my junior year and like that kind of like, yeah, I guess it would be a failure. I, I never really think of things as like, oh, I failed in that, but it not working and it petering out is the same thing as it failing. And like what had happened was like, I had had this idea for a long time where like I was really interested in the negotiating process of like, you know, talking to like a car salesman and like going back and forth until like you get a price that's like, you know, way lower than you ever thought possible. And it's a very interesting process to me still, but like what had happened was the exact same thing that like Mark and I were talking about before where I had this idea, I put out this website and I'd gotten like a fair amount of customers, but it was just a really difficult, you know, process of like going out and finding customers and, you know, finding negotiators and putting that together. And I just didn't put in the required effort, you know? And so that kind of thing really taught me that like, I, I was sitting there thinking like, oh, I put this down and, you know, it'll sort itself out. You know, I'd seen the social network in that movie, Facebook just, you know, happens. I'm like, oh, it, the same thing will happen. And it obviously didn't, right? Like a lot of these things require a lot of like, you know, predetermined, like, you know, actual effort. So it was, that was a real lesson to me, which is a kind of obvious lesson, right? Like anything worth doing requires effort. But it, it was, it was a real thing to me where like, you can't just build something and hope that it works. You have to put in a ton of effort and a ton of time and that's normal like a lot of the successes out there that are heralded as like these like big like oh wow you know overnight success they're like you know years in the making which is fine yeah absolutely i i literally talk about that so much now because i always think about like how do how do people get so big what yeah, seems like right. so fast and i don't know who said it to me first um I think it actually might have been Gary oh, yeah. Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Um, and I think he said every single um, person that you think is an overnight success yes. was 10 yeah, years yeah. in the making. Yeah. yeah. Um, like even even yeah. with like songs, um, like I'm just like yeah. Lil Nas X, right? Yes. Makes one song, becomes huge. Now he has so much notoriety. Little do you he know was, that he was making music and creating content yep. on a couch yep. for like yeah, months on end. Yep, yep. And on Twitter, like yeah. And no, but no yeah. one sees that. Like I and I think that's yeah. the the beauty of people recording their life, having something like this, whether it be podcast, something visual, writing on a blog, any of that, just yeah. to show the process yeah. and being very transparent. So I love that, Shlok. I, I, that I speaks really to home. Oh, Mark, I'm super curious from, from your end as well about the failure yeah. side. Um, so, I mean, I, like most people don't know this, but I kind of had like a website that was similar to like what we have now, like my second semester of freshman year, but it wasn't as built out because um, I did all like the logo designs. I was writing all the content and I created the site, but it was only me and it was a one-man job. And doing that while trying to found school was really, really, really hard. And at some point, I just gave up and I stopped because I couldn't take on the workload. But then I also was really confused as to what I wanted because I saw all these sites where like Huffington Post was still really big and then also BuzzFeed. And I was sort of like caught up trying to mimic them. But then um, I was realizing that you can't, you, that's just not something that you should do. And so from that, I stopped and I didn't really focus on like creating a website or wanting to be an entrepreneur, I kind of shifted into um, my political aspirations and doing speech and debate. But then um, like into starting this, I took the lessons in my failures from that and turned them into lessons of things that I shouldn't repeat again, like realizing that I have to delegate work to other people or that not everything can be done by one person. And that's okay because I have my strengths and weaknesses and then other people have that as well, but they're better at me in some certain aspects like Schluck is. 
but then also recognizing that like the skills that I gained from my first project. And so like failures doesn't mean that like, or having a failure doesn't mean that like they view as bad. It just essentially means that you can learn from the mistakes that you've made and just learn not to repeat it again. Absolutely. Totally. Um, I guess that's all the questions yeah. that, that we have for at least Do you guys right have now. any questions for us? Yeah, I have a question specifically about like your growth strategy and like your, your content strategy because you guys are producing like a series of like, you know, of content that's like stable and like it's it, stable is not the right word, but I don't know what word I'm looking for. But um, yeah, consistent saying, content, that's what I mean. And with that like how do you guys approach growth like is it a lot of marketing or is it just like a lot of like you know word of mouth or? i think that i think that for us i don't think that growth the reason why we have such consistent content correct me if i'm wrong asher but the reason in my mind why we have such consistent content <clears throat> is because we don't focus on the growth and we don't focus on the numbers and the amount of views that we get yeah um, and that's one big decision which we made a few months ago, thinking, looking at where we want to take our brand um, and just realizing that our original goal is just to spread a message and to at least reach one viewer. <clears throat> and if one person gains something from our episode, we've accomplished what we've needed. Obviously, that's been more, but um, by us not focusing on how many views we've got, or um, who's emailing us every day about our content, we're able to pump out consistent, consistently and just have quote-unquote stable content. Yeah, and on top of that, I think with when we realized that, that same thing or when we heard that, that message from Tim Ferriss that we talked about before, it restructured my whole thought process about creating content online because I realized that we probably won't get notoriety, a ton of views, um, any brand sponsorships, advertising on our podcast until we're 100, 200 episodes in. And being in it for the long haul and realizing that, as you have both said, it's not an overnight success process. If we just continue to pump stuff out every single week, that's what's going to build us up to you know having what we eventually want as to be building this out and to be something like a podcast network, being able to branch all of our ideas off into whatever venture that we want. Um, and it's, it's that consistency, I think, that is the right routine to eventually get us to that point. Joey and I talk about it a lot because it becomes very difficult. Like It might look like it's easy from the outside to just sit down and have a conversation with people or to create our own content. But what people don't see and what we're hoping to eventually bring light to is that this process takes up 95% of our effort that we basically do for anything. We're constantly talking about it. We're thinking, we're emailing people, we're messaging people online, we're working on our content. And I, I really admire, especially Mark, when you talked about having to delegate roles because I myself am someone who doesn't like to delegate roles. I really like to do everything <laughs> myself. And so it's a, it's a learning process to do it with my brother yeah. trying to figure out how we both work in the process. Um, and, and we talk about this very frequently that we really wish we had a team around us to do all of the stuff yeah, that yeah. we're doing, but we know that we have to eat dirt for a little bit um, so that we can ultimately get what we want. And this might blow up to be like this huge thing. It might not, but it's all a learning experience. Um, but I do think the main thing is probably not focusing on the numbers. Yeah. Um, that's like the hardest thing possible in an age where everyone's checking how many likes they get yeah. or how many thumbs ups or whatever, how many comments. That's awesome. That's actually, that's an amazing answer. Thank you. No problem, yeah, dude. No problem, Thanks man. for asking. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's really good to hear that because, like, you're just totally right. It's so easy to get really obsessed with views. So it's really nice to hear, like, that you guys are just, you know that's going to take some time. And it always takes time for everything. So it's awesome to hear you embrace that. It's really good. Appreciate it. For sure. I think that that wraps us up for the episode. I mean, I know that we had a little bit of technical <laughs> difficulty, but... If you all are good with that, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. 
Um, yeah. What is it? Episode 19. 19. Episode 19 coming to a close. We had a little bit of technical difficulty. Hopefully our viewers and everyone who's listening doesn't really notice it if my editing job is good enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you again for listening. Thank you again, Shlok, and for Mark to hop on this episode. Thank Before you. We, we sign off, though, oh. we got we to gotta do them justice. Oh, they got to plug yeah. their stuff, Joey. Oh, yeah. Plug anything that you want. Instagram, socials, websites. Go for it. Um, okay. Follow thank me you, on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> Wait, do you want to go first? Uh, no, I was just going to say the website is thenewvoice.co. Uh, we publish news all the time. Um, but yeah, Mark, you go ahead. Um, yeah, like Shlok said, um, check out the website. Also, follow us on Instagram. Uh, the Instagram uh, account is literally the same uh, username as the site link, so it's thenewvoice.co. Um, you can also follow us both on Instagram. My account name is underscore the Marcuse underscore. And then Shlok, what's your Instagram? I only have an Instagram to view the new voice, which <laughs> is what I recommend you guys doing as well. Follow the new voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, I think I just created like an account two weeks ago. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bet, bet, bet. All right, now we can actually come to a close. Thank you for plugging your stuff. Hopefully you get some new viewers from this episode. And again, thank you again for hopping on this episode. We really appreciate it as always. And if you guys haven't already, go check out their content. It's the New Voice Media Group. Check out what they got. They're pumping out some great content. But as always, this is the DWD Podcast. If you want to contact us, our information is in the description. Send us an email, message, DM. It doesn't really matter if you want to have a conversation, talk about what we are talking about in this conversation, or just say a quick hi. We're here to and free to talk. But as always, this is the DWD Podcast. Signing off. We out. Peace. Peace.